The first reading is taken from Genesis chapter 2, verses 4 to 9, 15 to 17. The responsorial is Psalm 104, and the gospel is Mark chapter 7, verses 14 to 23. Today's first reading from Genesis chapter 2 is the second creation account, but now focused more on mankind. For the first time in the Bible, the word Yahweh is used, a personal covenantal term for God. The personal language again denotes relationship, as Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 to 27 implied. But even more personal is the mode of creation, as God breathes the breath of life into the man. What was formed from the dust of the earth is now vivified by face-to-face intimacy. God's Spirit is breathed into man, who is now a unity of soul and body. We are then told that God placed the man in a garden of Eden, filled with every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, and told to till it and keep it. As scholars point out, these last terms, till and keep, are liturgical in nature, since the same language is used in the book of Numbers for the duties of priests as ministers and protectors of the tabernacle. Since God is present with Adam and Eve in the garden, As seen later in Genesis chapter 2, the garden represents a sacred space, or, more to the point, a temple, a type of holy of holies within creation. The garden is a microcosm of the cosmos where worship of God is celebrated. The serious nature of the duty as ministers called to serve and protect the garden is heightened when the narrative references two trees, in particular the tree of life, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. First, however, a great permission is granted by God. All of the trees, save for one, can be eaten of freely. The only restriction God clearly states is that, The tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for on the day that you eat of it you shall die. One might ask why God presents this test to humankind. The short answer is that, without freedom, there is no love. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil presents an opportunity for us to reject God's grace and go our own way. Without that option, there can be no true discipleship. The sad reality is that despite the centuries of God's presence active within humanity through the Church and her saints, we are still tempted to eat from the wrong tree and go our own way as so tragically apparent in this culture of division. How does all this apply to us today? The Garden of Eden as sacred space represents our soul, where God, the Holy Trinity, dwells after baptism. Our duty and dignity is to rejoice in this exalted state, worshipping God in spirit and truth. St. Paul reminds Christians that they are a temple of the Holy Spirit, and that their conduct should reflect this reality. How important it is to realize this truth, that despite the difficulties and sufferings of our present time, we yet possess the Garden of Eden internally. Although we have lost the preternatural gifts of infused knowledge, bodily immortality, and integrity, that is, the absence of concupiscence, God is present to our soul through sanctifying grace. Sometimes called the Eden Mandate, we each day as ministers are blessed to worship God, rejoice in His presence, 
and bring that presence out to a world desperately in need. St. Peter put it this way, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Moreover, we have been given access to the tree of life, which is the Eucharist, what St. Ignatius of Antioch refers to as the medicine of immortality and the antidote to death. We have this opportunity to purify our souls even more through a good examination of conscience, prayer, and a perfect act of contrition, so that our temple is ready to resume this glorious sacramental presence. This brings us to today's Gospel and Jesus exhorting his disciples to be careful as to what is permitted to dwell at the core of our being. Quote, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out are what defile. Let anyone with ears to hear listen. When Jesus left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, Then do you also fail to understand? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from the outside cannot defile, since it enters not the heart but the stomach and goes out into the sewer? Thus Jesus declared all foods clean. And he said, It is what comes out of a person that defiles, for it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come, fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. End of quote. Aided by God's grace, may we guard our souls against the enemy and rejoice in God's presence, bearing the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, long-suffering, purity of heart.